Hi friends. On last week's episode, we discussed how people can become addicted to social media, how cognitive biases that we don't know even exist in our brains are being manipulated by almost every social media that exists and how your phone is essentially a hacker in your pocket. The feedback this week's been absolutely fantastic. I've got so many tweets and messages from people saying that they are trying to reduce their phone time and this has helped to open their eyes to why it's not necessarily their fault. This week, I'm sitting down with Kai Wei, who is the CEO of thelightphone.com, and they think that they have developed a product which can enable us to spend more time off-screen. I do think that there's an important question to be asked here, and it is, can we fix the problem of too much technology with more technology? That's a question you'll have to answer yourself. Also, I do want to say that I was not sponsored or paid to uh, interview Kai, and I found him off my own back because of how interested I was in the product, and I wanted to hear his philosophy on it. I also want to say that I'm considering buying one after my conversation with him, but that's completely independent. So here we go, Kai Wei. So Kai, welcome to Modern Wisdom. Very good to meet you. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for coming on, man. Um, You are CEO of The Light Phone. Uh, That's correct. So I got introduced to the product from a friend who just linked me to it online, and I had a a browse around, and it seemed it's a um, a real unique device as far as I can see. For those people who... Thank you. Those people who uh, think that technology is sort of moving in one direction, which is more more functionality, more uh, integration with our lives, and you guys have come up with a product which kind of goes in the complete opposite direction. Do you think that would be fair to say? Yeah, actually a lot of press um, uh, mention us as anti-smartphone, but you know, we always wanted to clarify that we're not anti technology or anti-smartphone, which is trying to you know, be more human about how we approach technology, um, mm-hmm. specifically the smartphone that we all have 24-7. Yeah, I understand that. So can you give us some background background to yourself and how this concept came about? Yeah, of course. So um, my background is in design and design research. Um, four years ago, Away five years ago, um, I quit my job um, and joined this incubator that Google started uh, in New York, specifically for designers, just because you know they they think that the hypothesis is that they think designers, uh, when you put designers on the founding table, that that product we created with empathy uh, can really create social impact. So we were uh, my co-founder Joe and I met in the space and we were encouraged to do mobile app, you know, just like any other startup. Yeah. So but very soon that we realized um, for both of us that creating another app is the last thing we want to do. Yeah, we were doing research about how human, how people interact with tech with, with smartphone. And we just kind of freak ourselves out. Like I'm sure you see this everywhere, not just in New York, you know, in subway, in train station, in airport, everyone's looking, 80% of the time is looking down. It doesn't, doesn't matter who are they with or where they are, you know, it, it, it is swiping away um, uh, on the screen. Um, we, we know that we check our phone 200 times or more than six hours a day. Um, is, that the average, and- is that the average figure? Yeah, that's the average figure from from research that we can find. Two hundred, two hundred times a day, and six hours six a day on hours. average. I mean, with teenagers, even worse with social media that that you know they could be on their smartphone ten hours a day. It's just not human um, from our perspective. We can't really stare at the screen 
24-7. Well, that's crazy. I mean, I'd seen, um, I'm not sure how much truth there is in this, but I read a quote from an article that said something like, in one week, humans get more stimulation, more visual stimulation than they would have gotten in an entire year, typically <laughs> during their evolution. Um, and, you know, it, it, you are right. To look at it, to step back a little bit from typical smartphone use and look at it as a, a an alien, I suppose, looking down on Earth, you have... All of the all of the complexity and the beauty and the the uniqueness of day to day life going on, and yeah, we all spend exactly. so much time staring down at our phones. So, what what year was this when you first went into the um, into the project? It's in twenty fourteen. You know, we um, we start we started to after research, we started to uh, thinking about how do we create something that create physical object that could encourage and inspire more people to take a break so can you, you know, just like you said I, we, go ahead no no um just can you take take us through the research that you did on into people's phone use can you explain yeah. how that was conducted and, and who it was on and what it consisted of yeah of course i just uh so we basically uh, invited random random people friends we know and we take away their smartphone for say like six hours or entire day and we give them you know a flip phone at a time and ask them to spend uh, a whole day or, or six hours without um, their smartphone and then what's interesting is that uh, was that when they came back from the trip or after the day you know like they have common common feedback that the first half hour or first hour was extremely difficult because you have this anxiety that you don't know what to do. Like, there's no, there's nothing on me. I can't, I can't pull, pull, pull out my smartphone and start swiping. I'm getting bored. What do I do? What do I do? Mm-hmm. Like everyone has that reaction uh, in the first 20, 30 minutes. However, what's magical is is that after you get over that formal, you know, the fear of missing out feeling. Yeah, yeah. Once you get over that, what's what's going to happen is. You, you started to pay attention to to other people, to, to the building, to the cloud. You know, like talk to strangers sometimes when you're waiting for a bus or waiting for a subway. It is fascinating, and, and uh, they report it back. It's like you know, I have a I have a, a, a lady came back saying that's the best day of the, her, her week, just because she remembers um, what happened during the day, like vividly. Absolutely, I think. There's definitely a uh, a parallel that is run between how much you how much of your day has been spent on your phone and how not mindful you have been throughout the day. Like anyone who is undergoing mindfulness practice and and trying to be more present, the first yeah. the first place to look, I think, that will be able to in, improve your ability to be present is to yeah. is to put your phone down because by its very nature having your phone out and in your hand is not being present. You're not where you are. You're somewhere else in a virtual space. Yeah, we got a lot of you know feedback when we started Life Phone. You know, like the most logical common question would be, hey, why do I need Life Phone, right? I'll just turn on flight mode. I'll just, you know, leave my smartphone at home. Why do I need Life Phone? Uh, there, there are apps out there that, that could limit notification or turn off notification you know, that, isn't that isn't that you know uh, possibly achieve the same purpose that that, that life phone is offering? And my answer is always be that we I think we as human we need object to inspire actions, mm-hmm. and I think that's how it's also how religious work. You know, you have all kinds of uh, books and studies and and Nicholas. It just needs something to to inspire you. To encourage you to take actions, yeah. You know, you could also say, "Hey, why can I use a, a, a Motorola flip phone, Nokia phone, uh, twenty years ago?" And my argument is, "Okay, so how many people like you know actually do that?" Yeah, not, not many. It's not special. Like no one really do that because the experience of using those um, uh, uh, old uh, vintage devices are not special. All we're trying to do is creating an object, a brand. And our brand message to make disconnecting, to make you know 
stay away from a smartphone, special. Yeah. So more people willing to take a break. You know, we're not we're not trying to replace smartphone. Saying, "Hey, your smartphone is bad. Yeah, don't use your smartphone at all." At all. We're not saying that. We're just saying, "Hey, you know, it's like we have different shoes, different clothes for different occasions. Your smartphone is great for emails, for FaceTime, your family, or gaming, whatever that you want to do, social media. But what if sometimes all you want to do is, you know, take a walk down the street, or spending two hours with your family in the park?" Or just you know be creative, try to concentrate, or uh, just sitting on the beach watching sunset. Why do you need a mini computer with you all the time? Yeah, I think that's a that's a really good analogy to say about the different clothes, because you're right. We we have our loadout, so to speak, to use a, a gaming analogy, is different based on what the situation is that we're going into. You know, we wear different clothes and we have a different backpack to go to the gym versus to go to the office, versus to go away on holiday. And, you know, when you're talking about a piece of um, a piece of technology which takes up up to six hours of your day, so, you know, not far off a third of your waking life is spent on this one object, making that yeah. more appropriate for the situation, gearing that in the same way as you do your outfit and your bags and your food and everything else, you know, it, you, you are right. It does seem like a, like an odd thing to not be doing. So let's, let's roll back. So you've, you've, you've taken people's phones off them during your, your research. The people who have had an older phone with less functionality have noticed that they have an improved quality in their day. Was that, the from there on did that kind of kick off right we need to try and do something about this we need to try and mirror the reduction in apps in a de- device or where did it go from there yeah pretty much we just find it fascinating that pretty much everyone comes back saying that's the best hours best time they have in the whole week just because just because we've been bombarded with so much information all the time and we and I think that's why we decided hey like that's that's what we want to do you know every if you look at the current state uh, of technology right everything that everyone else Google Apple Samsung whoever they're all building product to move us toward more connected life but there's no balance no one's offering a healthy balance in the tech world to to offer a better option well, yeah, I mean, like, it, why, why, you know, the 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 other argument would be why would they? None of the yeah. none of the companies inherently believe that there is anything wrong with too much phone use. The attention economy and advertising, which is what is paving the way for most of the apps that are on the phones, it's advertising yeah. time. At the time on screen is what these people are concerned about. So if you can make a, a device which goes longer and more immersively and is more seamlessly integrated with your life, that's more time on screen, that's better, right? You know, that from one side of the fence, that's the way that they're going to presume. Whereas it would appear that what people actually value in terms of what they consider to be time well spent, is time off screen. Yeah, I mean, I think it, that's exactly what, uh, in my opinion, that's that's a huge. It's almost a crisis of human human being. Like we are so blindly willing to give up what we have in front of us, or give up our thoughts, give up boredom. That you know, boredom is supposed to be. Feeling bored is, is how you, you be creative, how you, you know, look into yourself and start a conversation with, it, with yourself. But right now, because of attention business, because of all the business model in the app, not smartphone, app, mm-hmm. all the business model in your app is trying to grab your attention, grab your time so they can make money out of it. They could either, you know, put in more advertisement or lure you to subscribe service. There's nothing wrong with that. That's how company work. But the problem is, like, when everything's doing that, your device is just—it's—it's it's not. It's we're putting ourselves in a, dis- a disadvantage um, as a human. Absolutely, we're I think. Vulnerable. 
we are vulnerable, and I think one of the big one of the big things uh, I listened to. What kind of got me onto this this topic specifically was a podcast that Tristan Harris from Time Well Spent did with Sam Harris halfway through last year, and I know that that was really eye opening for a lot of people. And for me to see that and to look at the persuasive techniques that are being used by app developers and um, the the companies that are behind some of the the most highly used and highly engaged social media sites in the world, it feels it does feel like you're being tricked. It do, do, I know that it's not that there's some evil cabal of people in hooded robes sat behind you know in some dark dungeon somewhere. That's not the way it is, but it kind of it kind of does feel a little bit like that you know as a user you you kind of this rat in a maze getting getting forced around this app loop and you know you you before you know it you've spent 45 minutes in bed on a morning and you're late to make breakfast and you you're late to go and and do the things that you actually wanted to do with your day because you've been stuck in a loop yeah and and as a as a designer it's like when you know when we design app if we were to design app you always want to make sure like every step away is enticing. You create this page, the next page, it all makes sense, all interesting. So people spend more time on your app. They follow through, complete your process. You know, as a designer, that's how we design. If we're, if we're designing app, that's how we design app. And, and that's why business, and that's how business model in the app uh, benefit from it too. Absolutely. We're just, we're just so vulnerable uh, uh, as human that uh, I think with life on that, we wanted to also, you know, start a conversation of, you know, why can we have different options, right? Why can why can we up uh, our uh, uh, our smartphone and just you know use something else, um, so that we won't be hijacked? We're using something that that actually designed to respect us, you know, it's not designed to grab your time, attention, or, uh, you know, make you spend more money on it. They just want to sell you something. Yeah. What can, what can we design something beautiful and that respect humans' time? Yeah. Uh, I think I think what's interesting is that there's, there's kind of two two sides to, to looking at this, or three sides, should I say, to looking at this um, at this problem, as far as I can see. One of them is what Tristan Harris appears to be focusing a lot of his time on, which is coming at it from an ethical design perspective. So he's trying to have a change in the culture on a designer's side so that they're thinking about what they're doing with the apps. I think on another side, there is tactics that normal people and normal smartphone users can use in terms of reducing their time on screen or improving the quality of their time on screen. And then there appears to be a third a third side of that, which is looking at solutions to the smartphone u- to smartphone use overall, and I think that to me that appears to be where the light phone fits in. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, Tristan's approach is very interesting, and then it, it might be able to create might be able to create a long term impact. Uh, but in my opinion, you know, it's it's that it's the business model that drove uh, the addictiveness of our app. It's not a designer. It's like if if there's not you know if business model is not trying to force you to spend more time, enticing you to spend more time and make make money, designer won't do that because they won't you know usually designer is following what company's policy and they're usually not the one making the final decision. So you're saying so, you're saying that for as long as the attention economy is driving revenue through time on screen, the app developers are going to continue to do that. So all they're doing is meeting a brief, right? Yeah, and you also have an app. Uh, you just within the ecosystem, the uh, smartphone app. It, it will be so. There's a psychology study that we um, that we uh, learned that uh, the only the presence, just the presence of your smartphone on the table, changed our conversation. You and me. If I, if if I'm sitting right across you and I have my phone out, that. Changed our conversation because we, you, we both expect our conversation will will be interrupted. 
we will pick up our phone and text and look at you and talk at the same time. We will look at, we will look at the notification. Like I think just the presence of your smartphone really uh, change um, our behavior. That's so, so interesting. Yeah, it's crazy how smartphone immer- uh, immerse into our daily life and it's also fascinating how we are not fighting back. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I think what's really interesting is you've said there, having a smartphone out on the table, you're not the first person who cited this, actually. Yusuf, one of the co-hosts, mentioned this on a previous podcast. It's really funny that you've both come up with the same story, but um, it's really interesting. Smartphone is such a ubiquitous part of our lives, but yet, in the same sentence, having it out changes our behavior. So that shows that although it's accepted, it's not natural. If it was natural, it wouldn't make any difference. But it's not. It's, it, it is an impingement. It is a restriction on our time and on our normal discourse. Yeah, and because this is so addictive, like you, you can, we all have this nervous habit to just check it every couple of minutes, every couple of seconds. It, it, it just extremely powerful over have so much power over us um yeah we just don't we just feel like we need to do something else to um to help out i agree <laughs> man I, I agree indeed but yeah like you say it's it, the, the tristan's approach um from time well spent in the center of humane technology both of those check them out if you're listening and um, the links will be in the description below um those are important important systemic changes but they're a cultural change and i do think that that's going to come about through understanding through disseminating information and you know you, you are right that the the economy at the moment is driving people in that direction so it's not it's not a fix which can be reached very quickly I don't think that it's the sort of solution which is going to manifest itself or it's it's um, a destination, should I say, which is going to be reached very quickly. Yeah. I mean, I, I obviously wish that that could bring like immediately impact as well. Um, uh, I think we, we as human, we need, we need to fight back. Um, uh, um, and with life phone, I think uh, our philosophy um uh, when we started um, designing designing it and, and creating a vision, we don't we don't really see life phone as a solution to smartphone addiction. The life phone to us, it, it, it's actually it's a question that we want to post to our users. Well, what is the question? The question is, when you go out with life phone, you have no smartphone, you have no social media, no game, no message, no notification. What are you going to do? What's important in your life? What are you going to think about? Who are you going to talk to? When you get bored, what's, what's essential to you? Like, I, mean, I think all this profound question that we right now, especially nowadays, that uh, we have smartphones on us all the time, you just you know, take it out and, and, and spend any time on it. Like, we forget to do all that. I think that's like, so important to us as humans to, to really have time um, create an environment, creating the time for us to, you know, have a conversation with ourselves. I think, I think, uh, I, know I think that having a conversation with yourself is, is such a, a really important message. We were, we were discussing in Life Hacks 101, one of the, the podcasts that we recorded not so long ago. We discussed that during meditation and mindfulness practice, a lot of the time when you quieten down the mind, you end up having thoughts and ideas that come to yeah. you and they never come to you at any other time of the day. And exactly. that's absolutely due to the fact that you do not have this distraction, this barrage of, of stimulus that's taking you away from being with your thoughts and taking you into a world that you've seen a million times before. The images are different and maybe the text's different, but the, the experience is the same. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's what makes us human. I, I think we we just we can't forget about it. Like that's that's why we're human. We're not we're not AI. We're not you know <laughs> machine. Like we we 
we ask ourselves stupid questions. We ask ourselves silly questions. <laughs> we get bored. Yeah. <laughs> we get angry. We get jealous. We get. It's just yeah. Like that's so important to humanity. Um, so uh, actually, we we you know it's been um, three years since we started Lifefound. We we have ten thousand users uh, around the globe, and now we're asking ourselves. How how do we encourage people to go light more often? Uh, go light meaning leave your smartphone at home and go out. Uh-huh. You know, how, how do we do that more often? How do we stay away from smartphone? Uh, uh, yeah. So we've well, da- we've danced time. we've danced around it. Can you take us through what the light phone is from bottom to top? Yeah. So um, technically, uh, light phone is a credit card size um, mobile phone that only makes and receives phone calls. Um, there's nothing else on it, no messaging, no notification, no internet, no social media. So how it works is that you basically pair a uh, light phone with your smartphone, and when you want to use light phone, you could turn on light phone from your smartphone, leave your smartphone behind, and go out without all the distraction and noise. So you you are able to enjoy the moment and be more present. Uh, but when someone calls you on your smartphone, um, the call will get forwarded to uh, your light phone. So you won't miss important calls. Mm-hmm. But the main time, there's no distraction, no noise. Right, I understand. So I've done a little bit of a little bit of reading and and had a look around. Am I right in thinking that you're allowed to call nine people? Is that right? Yeah, we uh, allow user to uh, save up to nine speed dials uh, yeah. on a light phone. So you got the one to nine on the keypad, and you can call the one through nine as outgoing calls. Yes, uh, that's that's the initial intention. Uh, the reason that we make that design choice is that uh, doing research. Uh, when we ask people to go out with, you know, uh, leave their smartphone behind and go out with a uh, flip phone or old uh, uh, mobile phone, we also ask um, our participant to write down the numbers they need for the day. And no one has more than six. Like no one has <laughs> more counted, more, more number they want to call, more than six. No one has that. Like why do we have thousand counted in our phone? Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's why we make that decision too. You're, hey, you're so right. You are so right. I think the top, probably of the top 20 people that you call, there the would be, or of your entire phone book, you're right, the 95% of the people that you're going to call most regularly are going to be a, a very small number of, of phone numbers. And some of those are probably going to be pizza deliveries and takeaways and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. So okay, okay, so I'm right in saying that you you keep your own number as well, right? So it's not a separate phone; it's kind of like a, an extension of your existing phone. Yeah, we um, we offer that call uh, call masking uh, feature in US only. Um, so in US, when you get light phone, you could you know pair light phone with your smartphone, and um, and the light phone will basically use your smartphone number. So when you make phone calls on light phone. Uh, it will still shows up as your, you know, as you, not a different number. Yeah. Okay. So, what is the rollout at the moment of Lightphone? Where is it available and where is it functioning? Yeah, we uh, we ship internationally, um, and at the moment, I think we shipped roughly ten thousand plus uh, Lightphones to fifty different countries. Wow. And it is amazingly like we we learned this problem is so universal. Um, it, it was not just U.S. or U.K. It's like everywhere, especially in Asia countries too. Okay. Um, and we were in Hong Kong airport. Like when we you know meeting uh, when I uh, went to Hong Kong to meet suppliers, we saw the stickers everywhere uh, um, in the airport that ask people to look up because it's become a safety issue everywhere in the airport. People just like staring at the phone and bumping to each other. Oh, the wa- the, it's such a big over. issue, people looking at their phones, that it's an actual safety hazard. It's been classed as a safety hazard that people aren't looking up as opposed to looking down. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, we, That's we all, crazy. It's, yeah, we all have so much 
in life in our life, right? You have friends, family, you have, you know, like trees, cloud, buildings, architecture, it's beautiful uh, 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 stores, like, but we just willingly give it, give those all up. Um, so, yeah. You're, you're really right. I think something that one of my, um, one of my work colleagues said to me about a year ago on a similar, a similar subject. And he asked, what was the last three things that you liked on any social media? Yeah. And if the listeners can try and do that, if, unless they've got their phone in front of them now, if you can try and think about the last three things that you clicked like on, on Instagram or Facebook, uh, I have absolutely no idea. Uh, the, you know, those, those things were so worthy of my time that I sacrificed some of my life to go on to this device and look at them and then give a, a judgment of, positivity in response to it and yet upon being asked to recall it 20 minutes later i can't even tell you what it was yeah we uh, just I mean, think so quickly it just it, we don't you know we don't really spend time digesting uh you just flip it through you have so much information all the time um, you, you're you right know. yeah it's 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 almost such an information overload as people go through through their phone that the depth of interaction has to be by very nature shallow in order to fit the breadth of consumption in. Do you think that's fair to say? Totally. And, and I, I also think it's because um, it's easy. We always, we, we, you know, we're human. We always want, we're lazy. We want easy way out. That's mm. why we have smartphones. But when you feel challenged, when you feel awkward, when you feel bored, you have, you have a way out. Same thing with social media, same thing with anything. Like when you have a difficult thought, you just want to, you know, instead of like really dive into it, really like think about it, you just blindly consuming information without even uh, thinking about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, the boredom, the boredom thing is a really interesting one as well. I'd seen a study online that said something like more than 60% of people admit to using their phone on the toilet. And I, I honestly saw that and thought, is it only 60%? Like, I don't know anyone, I don't know anybody that goes to the bathroom and doesn't take their, their mobile phone with them. Like, yeah, and that, 100%. that bathroom thing is such a big deal. Like, you know, that's the one time where you probably can afford to be alone with your thoughts. <laughs> and we're, you know, we're having a swipe through Instagram and we're doing all, all bits and pieces like that. You think, well, yeah, the, yeah. The, the boredom is part and parcel and the silence is part and parcel as well. And I, I think that the rates of anxiety, mental health and suicide is the number one killer of men in the UK under the age of 40, you know, rates of anxiety. It's Mental Health Week this week, actually, in the UK. And in a society where we're trying to reduce anxiety, reduce depression and I'm going to guess that there will be some yeah. stu some studies that I'm not aware of. Is smartphone use has smartphone use been scientifically linked with anxiety and depression yet, or are you aware if it has? I am not, but uh, I might. We always believe that being more connected won't make us any happier. Uh, looking at people's feet won't make you happy. It's just gonna make you more anxious. You're gonna compare, and 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 for for teenagers, for young people that didn't really didn't really realize that you know the social media or internet is just one side of just one small angle of uh, this person's life. <laughs> like you, you see, you know, you see like oh, I'm always pottering on my face, pottering on a Facebook. I'm always out traveling on my Facebook or Twitter or social media, but that's not real life. At that's all. just reflection of one angle of this person's life Absolutely. we as human we always want to show the positive side we always want to show that we're laughing we're having fun no yeah. one's no one's posting on facebook saying uh, my boyfriend just dumped me or my girlfriend just dumped me <laughs> yeah. i had a really i had or even on the other end of the scale like you know at least uh, at least that's interesting no one is going on and saying nothing really happened today today was a little bit dull like, you know, yeah. it's not, it's not newsworthy, is it? But there's a, a really good quote that I read and I, I reiterated this on a recent podcast that said, social media 
shows you the best of everybody else's lives whilst you view the worst of your own and you compare it to the worst of your own. It's the best of everyone else and yeah, the, wor- it's, it's the worst really of you. No, it's not at all, man. So going back to the light phone, um, I think mm. what was what's interesting is there's a couple of uh, a couple of big podcasters that some of my friends follow who do uh, either a phone free afternoon or they have actually created a rudimentary version of what the light phone does by getting like a old you know a pay as you go um, ten pound Nokia phone and they've you tried to cobble together a solution like this. And a yeah. couple, a couple of the issues that those guys have come up against. So one of them, what the the problem with not having a phone on you at all is that I think there's definitely a level of safety of knowing that you've got your phone with you. Like oh. you know, you there may be an emergency, either you needing to contact someone or someone needing to contact you. So yeah. I think, I think going completely phone free holds so much anxiety for some people that whatever level of freedom they would gain by not having their smartphone would be nullified and then probably actually even made worse by shitting their pants that something bad had gone wrong and that they weren't able to be contacted or that they couldn't contact someone. So I I think going completely phone-free, because phone-free isn't the issue, is it? The phone isn't the issue, it's no. the overuse and it's the immersion in apps. That's yeah, the phone, that's the issue. Phone is just a phone is just a tool. It's supposed to be a tool. It's not an entertaining, you know, a social media device. It's a tool that you use to talk to people, people to communicate with people. You know, and that's what we want to do. Like, it, yeah, you you are exactly right. That going completely phone free, it's. It's dangerous because what if you want to, you know, what if you run into something that you need to call people? What if you need, you know, some emergency happen? And um, life on to us, uh, we, our thought is creating a peace of mind when you go out without smartphone. So, you know, almost knowing that, hey, uh, uh, I could call my family if I need to. Uh, my, you know, my friends can reach out to me if they want to, but other than that, nothing else. I, uh, I was just recently had a conversation with um, uh, a woman in our working space and she was telling me that uh, life phone is like a quarter. I'm not sure in UK it's called quarter. A quarter is a 25 cents yeah, coin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's like a quarter in the old days. I was like, why is it like a quarter? And she was like, because, you know, in the old days without smartphone, you always want to have a quarter on you so you can use the payphone. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you need to make it. Yeah, that's such a good analogy. Well, yeah. It's a piece of mind. Huh? That yeah. really is. And then I think, so the second, let's say the second solution that a couple of people had come up with was to get like a, you know, like you did with the, uh, during your study, you gave people like an old flip phone. But I think another one of the issues is when you're asking people to make a lifestyle change like this, it needs to be as convenient as possible. It has to stack the deck in the favor of doing the thing that you want them to do. And obviously, if you, one of my friends tried to do this in the UK and he got a £10 pay as you go, uh, pay as you go phone, then realized that because he's got a micro SIM from an iPhone, he then has to go and buy an adapter to make the micro SIM into a normal size SIM so that you can fit that into the phone. And that means like taking his iPhone apart every time he wants to do it, taking the back off this old phone, taking the battery out, you know, fitting it into fitting it into the new um, like micro SIM adapter and putting it in. And you just think, well, I'm not surprised that he he only stuck up with it for like one day a week for three weeks because I couldn't be bothered to do that. Like, it's not con- it's, it's not boring. convenient. And the thing is that the disparity between moving from a, a situation of such hyper convenience with Google Maps and Wikipedia and Google on, you know, on a device to think, right, not only have I got to give this up, but I've got to get through all of these really shitty hurdles, fiddly hurdles to give myself less functionality. It, you know, it, it doesn't surprise me that, that that wasn't a very successful approach. Yeah, like I said, it's just not special enough for you to actually want to do it. I mean, to successfully in, 
encourage people to 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 stay away from smartphone. I mean, I I, I, I think that's why we created iPhone. It's well designed. It's beautiful. So you might you know for people that never thought about going going out with a smartphone, might it might get intrigued and say, hey. This thing goes cool. I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Yeah, I'll go up. for sure. It but looks aesthetically the smart. The light phone looks really, really cool. It's just a little bit bigger than a credit card, right? Yeah, it's a credit card size, and it's uh, uh, a bit thicker than the, the actual credit card. But mm-hmm. it's easy for you to put in a wallet, uh, just pocket, so you don't actually feel it's on you. Yeah. So, uh, that's that's the purpose. Uh, when we design life phone, try to decide what's the form factor. We um, you know we try to think about what is that thing? What is the thing that we always have on us, but we don't really notice that we have them? It's your credit card. It's your ID. It's your, yeah. You know? So that's why we make the design decision. You've to, matched. Um, you've matched the. Part. You've matched the phone with something that already exists, which is the which is the credit card. I think it's it was interesting what you said at the very start about it needing to be something that was beautiful that is kind of a little bit like planting a flag in the ground, so to speak. It's making a mark and it's you you're attaching you're attaching your desire to go phone free and to do less tech usage to something which you can almost feel proud of a little bit. You you have yeah, you, you have something and you feel proud of it and you think oh this is this is a, a um, physical representation a manifestation of my desire to better myself and to be more present. Yeah, I feel. I mean, uh, it's it's reflected on our users um, as well. Like, I feel really proud or honored that a lot of our customer that uh, who bought a light phone. Like they share, like it's almost they, they share the, the the moment when they get life phone, and and they just feel proud. Obviously, sharing on social media is kind of ironic, but so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you can see you can see the the the, the proud that you know they want to share that. Hey, I decide to do something. I I make this choice. I'm gonna live this life from time to time. I'm gonna use my life phone from time to time. Call me if you need me. Like we, we see that happening. Uh, uh, a lot of social media people sharing life on, um with their friends it's just fascinating to me like it's almost become a lifestyle symbol um, I want to say um, and we just feel really great um, and through that I think what we want to do is just to encourage more people to, 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 to try to do that you know to try to stay away from smartphone which we never do like no one does that um, so we want to you know just hopefully inspire more people globally to uh, to try different solutions, different shoes, different clothes. Why not? Yeah, I think the I think the different shoes and different um, different outfits analogy is the best one that I've heard so far. I think that what was interesting is, you know, th- there's an argument to be made that fixing the problem of too much technology with more technology seems <laughs> a little bit a little bit circular. But that's like saying that there is a problem with riding a bike, so why buy a car or why have a pair of walking shoes? It's the same. Yeah, it's within the same realm, but it's a different, a different route to meeting a similar goal. And I mean, we we like different shoes, different clothes. It's how we always say it. We always, you know, like if if you compare. Um, um, life onto your smartphone. Smartphone is like a, you know, it's like toolbox again. It's like it's all, all kinds of tool. Like you can, it's thousands of tool you don't need. Yeah. And life phone is a screwdriver. Yeah. So, you know? <laughs> so you can choose what you need. We can choose what technology we need in a specific condition uh, situation. We don't have to take it all in. We we need to make a conscious choice. Uh, but right now, it's no choice. It's all smartphone. Everyone's making smartphone. Everyone's having smartphone twenty four seven. It's the last thing you see when you go to bed. If this is not addiction, what's what is it? <laughs> oh man, I think that's I think that's a, a really good point to be made. That it is. You're right. It's the last thing that we look at before we go to bed. It's the first thing that we look at in the morning. It's there. 
there was there was a, a video that got put up the other day of a girl's twenty first birthday, and there was a, it was a Snapchat of her birthday cake coming over to her in a nightclub, and as this cakes come along and obviously someone spent a lot of time making this cake and organizing this big procession to arrive with her and the camera pans around to her sat on this table and she's watching her own 21st birthday cake arrive through the lens of her phone because she's so desperate to get the Instagram story to put up about that and you think oh we've all been there like we've all done something you know videoing a, a gig or a yeah. videoing a, a concert or, or you know something beautiful that was happening but you know <laughs> who's it for because the memory of that happening for you will be much more valuable than the video that gets shown to your friends i know i know it's just it, it's like you go to a concert, everyone's putting their phone up, recording, and blocking your view. I mean, every time I had that, <laughs> I was like, oh, God, like, watch the concert. Yeah, there's, um, <laughs> like, there's, there's a really funny meme that I saw that was floating around on the internet, and it said um, something like, I was sat down on the subway looking at the man across from me, and he didn't have his phone out. He wasn't sat there texting or swiping through Instagram. He just sat there looking out of the window like a psychopath. Oh. Oh, and you think like <laughs> that's such a comment on modern society that that's that's the weird thing to do. Yeah, that reminds me of a story. A story. Uh, um, uh, yeah, it's a story. So, so uh, me and my co-founder, we uh, a couple of years ago, we were in San Francisco uh, doing this, you know, retail relationship things. But anyway, we we were uh, in line um, in front of a restaurant. And uh, in the line in front of us is a, a dad and his daughter. And his daughter just, you know, keep shouting and screaming, saying, I don't want to be here. This is bored. I'm bored. I'm bored. I don't want to be here. So typically you were expecting, you know, your the dad just like give her a smartphone, give mm-hmm. her an iPad, something to take her attention away. But he didn't do that. He sat her down. And actually say that, hey, we talk about this. Boredom is the chance to learn. I was like, what? Wow. I, I need to videotape this. This is so good. Yeah. I expect him to say anything like that. But like, wow, I need to give you a light phone right now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, you know, I think that that man's daughter has got a good chance of growing up to be a very mindful and oh. well-balanced human being who's going to be uh, yeah. able to deal with awkwardness. She's going to be able to deal with her emotions coming to the forefront with sadness. And it's not going to need numbing or hiding away by, exactly. by, get, by getting behind a phone. So light phone at the moment, I'm right in saying that you guys, you guys raised quite a lot of money on, on Kickstarter projects, right? Yeah, we, so three years ago, we raised 400,000, uh, on Kickstarter, uh, and then we go on, raised another three million from private investor, just oh to God. build a phone. Yeah, building a phone from scratch, like from two individual, it's just not easy. We're not. I can't imagine it's a uh, small undertaking. So three and a half million dollars. Yeah, pretty much went into it and. Especially, we both have design backgrounds, so we want to make sure, like from packaging, from the phone itself, from the cable, it's all you know designed and made well because it's an inspiration. It can be a shitty, cheap um, uh, alternative options like uh, just throw away burner phone. It can mm. be. It has to be beautiful. It has to be expiring. The packaging too. We, I'm not sure if you saw the packaging that we did. It's a book. Yeah, you know, I have seen it. If anyone, if anyone hasn't, if you see it online, it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, we wanted to, you know, tell people that when you get a light phone, you get impression that it's not about feature, not about screen size. It's about the little moment of your life that if you put on a smartphone that you will notice, you know, like a picture of bird that's flying through a uh, top of tree, a picture of an old man sitting on the beach. You know, we want to tell people, hey, life phone is not about phone. 
uh, obviously we're selling a phone, but it's not about the phone. It's about the value is the value of life phone is leave your smartphone behind and go out, enjoy your day, enjoy your time. Like, you know, enjoy, enjoy time when it passed through. Like just don't, uh, don't occupy yourself, your thoughts with, with fees. Yeah, um, for yeah. sure. It's weird, isn't it? Cause the, the light phone could probably be replaced with the life phone. You know, you, <laughs> you're allowed, you're allowing yourself to have life as opposed to a phone. Um, yeah. So, so, where um where where is the so the phone's functional like fully functional with the call forwarding and everything in the US am i right is what about canada what about europe what's the what's the plans moving forward to make this more accessible for for people in other countries oh we actually 50% of our customers are from uh international users uh-huh. so for international users you can still do call forwarding the only the only issue, the problem that uh, um, uh, the only thing that you don't have as an international user is that um, we won't be able to mask uh, your life phone number. So you will you will essentially have two different numbers. Okay, um, but people but you can pe- definitely people forward. when they call in, it'll forward on to the light phone. So that kind of doesn't matter. And then on the outgoing calls, there's only maybe nine people that need to have your second number in any case, right? Yeah, and and we we were like we, we were worried that this will be a you know like stop um, international customer from you know uh, buying light phone or using light phone. But to my surprise, it's not really uh, of uh, changing uh, uh, the decision. So like like I said, fifty percent of our customers are from UK, EU. Asia, uh, different countries too. Pretty amazing. I think that you know the a lot of people have identified that time away, time off screen. Even if they haven't looked into this, and I'm talking like normal everyday person on the street hasn't delved down the rabbit hole of persuasive of cognitive biases and persuasive techniques, and you know time on screen reduction and all that. The normal person, I think appreciates that they're using their phone too much what's natural is you know there's only really two options it's either go phone free or kind of get a burner phone and neither of those are tremendously attractive so when the only hurdle that you do need to overcome is to have a second number to me that doesn't feel like a tremendously big uh, a, a tremendously big problem because you you were at the very least you were going to have to have a second number anyway for the the pays you go Nokia 2310 that you were going to look to use as a replacement. Yeah, you could also potentially get a dual SIM card, um, uh, two SIM card with same number. I think, ah, yeah. I, I believe Vodafone or other carrier in yep. Europe uh, does offer that. Um, so, Chris, I'll feel bad if I didn't mention it. Uh, we are actually launching Life Phone 2 today. <laughs> no way. Yeah, today on Indiegogo, uh, the, the, the thought is, you know, it's being 10,000 phones in three and a half years. Like I said, we keep asking ourselves, how do I make it? How do we encourage people to go light longer, to go light for good? You know, not a paired secondary device, but how do we do something that, that encourage a lot more people to go light for good? That's fascinating. You know, like, so come on, tell us tell us what Lightphone 2, tell us about Lightphone 2. I, I had absolutely no idea that this is happening. Yeah, so if I use the same analogy that smartphone is a toolbox, Lightphone 1 is a screwdriver, Lightphone 2 is a Swiss army knife tool. Okay. So the Lightphone 2, our goal is to position it as your primary phone. It's not a uh, second phone that you pair with smartphone. We want to we want to have this device to potentially um, replace your smartphone. Uh, it's a 4G critical size phone, the same the same phone factor. Uh, we add e-ink as the display, uh, and uh, we like add messaging. Like a Kindle, right? Clock. Yes, like a Kindle, black and white, beautiful UI, simple UI. Um, uh, we add messaging to the second generation. Um, we're also uh, 
potentially adding the ability to call Uber and alarm clock uh, direction. But that's it. We're not going to do like, we're not going to become smartphone. But this to us, it's a Swiss, Swiss Army knife phone that I think um, a lot of people globally are ready to make the switch. So are you, um, so, when you say messaging, are you talking SMS? Yes, SMS. Okay. So do you see Smartphone 2 as being a replacement for Smartphone 1, or do you see it as being an alternative, like you'd have a, a, a different scales of, an, a, a, of a, like a, a car and a scooter? They perform the same task, but people don't necessarily, some people will want one and some people will want another. Yeah, exactly. And we're not we're not we're not replacing like phone one. We just you know, just because we got a lot of customer emailing us saying, Hey, I love life phone one, but can you just add text message? I wanna use life phone all the time, but without text message or direction or ability to call a taxi, I can't, you know, go live all the time, I can use it in a daily tool. And 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 that's exactly how we position life phone one. You know, life phone one is a take a break phone. It's a vacation phone. It's a phone you use when you're sitting on the beach watching sunset. Yeah. Um, with Life Phone 2, we want to create a, a different option that, hey, for those people that are ready to, to give up smartphone, give up, give up being a slave of technology, mm-hmm. uh, this is a, this is a, a option. It's not, it's not old school Nokia, old school, uh, Motorola. It's e-ink display, critical size. Uh, with all the essential tool that you need in your daily life. Yeah. So do you think? Do you think that you guys are at risk of um, receiving criticism from people who yes. who think that it's a, a just a um, a nefarious route to try and sell another piece of technology to people? Maybe, but we, I, I, I actually have, you know, we, when we started Life on 2, we actually did a survey asking our customer, hey, do you, do you think it will, it will be, you know, hypocrites of us to try and to do a Swiss Army knife tool? Mm-hmm. And 80% of our customers saying no, because um, they believe that adding, adding more features and allow them to um, stay away from the smartphone longer without social media, without, um, uh, internet um, without all the distractions, it's it's actually pretty appealing to them. So, so the extra um, the, the extra features net a positive. Yeah, it's 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 the essential tool. Like I said, we're not trying to become a smartphone. All I want to do is to in, invite more people to stay away from this um, uh, from this you know mini computer we have with us twenty four seven. We don't need that. We, we, we have our iPad. We have our desktop. With iPhone 2, you can basically do anything else on your laptop and iPad. Pad, and you, you have the iPhone 2 for calls, messaging, uh, calling taxi, alarm clock. That's it. Yeah, I understand completely. I think um, it's been an absolutely fascinating chat, Kai. W- would you be able to explain where everyone can find you? So the original iPhone, where the, where the campaign for the new one's going to be and how they can contact you online? Yeah, if you uh, uh, you could check out lifephone2.com, um, that's where our campaign is, and you can find our website through the campaign as well. Um, and I'm happy to you know answer any questions um, from your listeners. Uh, my email is kaiway at thelifephone.com, K-A-I-W-E-I, thelifephone.com. Fantastic, Kai. I, I really, really appreciate your time, man. Um, am I am I right in thinking? Are you guys in stock? For the Lightform One at the moment, or are, are, are you waiting on a new batch to be delivered for shipping? Yeah, we actually sold out on Lightform One. Uh, we have no inventory left at the moment, so uh, we've been taking reservations for Lightform One um, uh, uh, at the moment, and uh, we're also taking uh, reservation on Lightform Two at lightform2.com. Amazing. Thank you very much for your time, Kai. I really appreciate that. Links to everything will be below in the description. Good luck with your Indiegogo campaign. Uh, I really do think that what you're doing is born of a place of goodwill. I know that there is a a criticism to be made. Fixing too much tech with more tech is not a solution, but I don't think that 
I don't think that you guys are are trying to achieve a, a money making. Obviously, it needs to be a commercially viable business, but I don't think that you guys are are aiming to do this from a place of bad faith. I think that it is genu- genuinely something that's born of the desire to make people's lives more livable, and I think it's a very a very noble pursuit. And uh, I think that I hope that you do very very well with it in the future. I appreciate it, Chris. Thank you. Thank you very much, man. Thanks for chatting.